Well, so I did. So then, um, well, today when I was out and about, I was listening to the album again, right? Because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I need to be prepared for the podcast. You know, studious bitch. So then, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to it, right? <laughs> Don't do A+. Plus. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers, which is weird because the Big Steppers part of the album is actually first. It's a double album. I don't know if y'all know it. It's a double album, and it's Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, but the Big Steppers part is like the first uh, seven or eight songs or whatever. And then Mr. Morale. Anyways, what'd y'all think? Can I go first? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Because, um, honest, the only Kendrick Lamar that I'm familiar with was played on the radio. And I never really dove deep into any Kendrick Lamar. I mentioned before I'm really late when it comes to music, but mm-hmm. I find it when it you know when I find it and mm-hmm. when it finds me. And so uh, the only reason I listened to it because we're what was we, what was I doing? Oh, we're in San Antonio. You were on vacation. I was right. on vacation. We're driving. Sad news and sleep. I'm like, you know what? My sister sent me a few songs. I remember you talking about it, and I was like, just let me listen to it. I listened to the whole thing, and. For the first Kendrick Lamar album that I listened to from beginning to end, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Really how, enjoyed it. How many times have you listened to it? Three like times. All together. All from front to all back? All front to back, twice. Okay. Twice. And what and was your first impression? I really enjoyed it. It was really, it reminded me of an artist that said, I don't care. I'm going to make the music I want to make. Exactly. And this is mm-hmm. what you're going to get. And either you like it or you don't. And that's what I initially got from that. But even just like, not really listening to anything Kendrick Lamar relate, like other than what's on the radio. Yeah. Like it just, it was like almost like it, like it was a genius album just cause like he, the way he did things, the way he incorporated like his lyrics, but also just like the, the, the beats and everything. It just, it was just so different from what you hear on the radio mm-hmm. and what's like popular. Yeah. But even right. at that, he's like a mainstream artist, but he did whatever the hell he wanted. Right. And he made his album. He got his point across. He got the message he was trying to push and or not even push, but just like present. I mean, just I really enjoyed it. It's a good say or like good way to phrase that. Like the message he's trying to push it present. Yeah. Right. Because he is just presenting. It's just presenting one. He's right. not really pushing it, but he's like not pushing it on it you. was just actually like, he's if anything, he's trying to push you away. Mm-hmm. Like if you're somebody who could be pushed away, he wants you away yeah right he doesn't care about you and this is mm-hmm. kind of like where this album was and i think it was just refreshing to hear compared to like what you hear on the radio mm-hmm. which you hear what's popular where people are like man you should listen to this artist and then you listen to it and you're just like no, they're not really saying much but he was saying a lot right mm-hmm. and i like i like that type of music when they when they're they're saying a lot mm-hmm. and they're just like really i guess trying to like open up your mind to what's going on yeah and like, you know, things that like generational curses, stuff like that. Just it was just refreshing. I just I, I really, really enjoyed it. You were knocking it out the park earlier when you were talking about generational curses or whatever. Because yeah. that's like what this album was mm-hmm. fucking about. And like I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a great fucking topic <laughs> of discussion. Uh, and then something that I just wanted to say real quick to in response to you was like you were talking about. Only things that the only things you've heard about from Kendrick Lamar are the things that you've heard on the radio, right? Yeah. Um, and then a lot of the other stuff doesn't get pushed. What's funny about that is even the stuff that's on the radio, like swimming pools, you know that song. Nope. 
Okay. I'm, I'm sure if you heard it, you yeah, okay. probably, yeah, 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 yeah. That, That's what people say. Like they always like, you ever heard? I'm like, I don't think so. Right. Yeah. yeah you probably, you <laughs> definitely have heard yeah. that song. You had to or whatever. But that's a song that people go out and they party to. They put it on like at, you know, back then house parties and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and they would like drink to it or whatever because it's a drink. And it's like pour another shot. Let yeah. me dive in it. Oh uh, uh, yes. Yeah, I've yeah, heard yeah. It. yeah okay. So that song is actually him like, kind of making fun of himself for being an alcoholic. And there's actually a hidden third part of that song yeah. that's only on the album cut that like at the end of the song, like it, the whole beat changes and it's like a real dark tone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he gives like a whole verse about how he's like sinking and drowning, like in wow, this lifestyle of his or whatever. Yeah. So like Kendrick Lamar, even his popular songs that are sonically something that you would hear on the radio. Uh, a lot of the times they have these messages that yeah. you're talking about or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you actually Pay listen attention. to the song, right? And see, so like, and I feel like mm-hmm. this album, he was more straightforward about it. Like right. he, he was more like, "This is it," you know. Like the way that the album started, man, that song it has to be my favorite one from the song. Where it's like, "Tell him, tell him," mm-hmm. and that's when he starts saying, like, right. you know, how many days that he's been in this in this battle. Oh, right. So right like, when it starts dang. off. If I'm not mistaken, that's supposed to be his his gro- his fiance or whatever. That's like like mm-hmm. tell them like tell them or whatever. And she's she makes I don't know if you, you if you can think about it or whatever because she is like minimal parts. Yeah. But mm-hmm. she shows up at the beginning of the album, the middle of the album, and then and the, the end, end of the album yeah. or whatever. And at the end of the album, she's like like uh what did she say? She was like uh you did it. I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. You've broken a generational curse. Okay, tell, yeah. tell dad, you know, thank yeah, you, yeah, yeah. and the little kid plays or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, keep on. Sorry. So the the fact that like he's that's why I love so much about this album is that he's raw, he's unapologetically being who he wants to be, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. and and that's like that's that's what I love about music. Like J Cole, oh man, I fucking love J Cole because you know he's like that. He's like, you know what? If it sells, it sells, and it doesn't, it doesn't. <coughs> And I feel like that's what he did with this album. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that um, men's mental health is spoken about enough. Mm-hmm. That's the way I view it. So then this is a great way to open up that conversation. While it wasn't an agenda necessarily, right? Yeah. He just wanted to kind of like just present, speak his truth, speak what he went through. His experiences. And, and his experiences oh. and being raw about them. Like count count me out. Oh man, I fucking love that song too. Yep, uh, it's a great a song. One. Uh, yeah, it's one of the one of the ones like on the album for me. But yeah. yeah, um, like count me out. Like where he's saying like, hey, you know what? I'm 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 finally taking care of me. Right, right. And right. I'm just like, wow, like that 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 really like resonated with me. Like to be like, you know what? I'm I, I love when you count me out. Cause then it's like I can. So th- there's a thing with that song. If you, whenever you listen to it, like again, if he like, so the first time I heard the album, I was laying on this couch, and I had the lights. You know, I set my mood or whatever. Yeah. I had the lights off, and I was listening to the song, and or to the album, and I feel like it was perfect because like that is the perfect setting. Like this is a headphone album. Yeah, yeah. I've told you that before. There's like headphone albums, car albums, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is definitely a headphone album um, for me, anyway. Um, but whenever he's that song comes on, the song starts and he's talking about kind of like uh, people and how how like 
he starts off the like I, I love it when he count me out or love it when he count me out. He's yeah. a piece of it. And then right after that, he's like fucking it, fucking it, fucking it. Yeah. Right, like like you're fucking it up. Yeah. So at the beginning, like it's kind of like an odd two two chants to put together. It's like I love it when you count me out. You're fucking it up. Yeah. And and whenever you first you hear that first part, he's yeah. talking about like I love this. I love whenever you're against me. I love. Like how, you know, you, you count me out and you're saying, like, I can't do something or whatever. That gives me the energy and the drive and the, the motivation and the want to, like, do this thing that you're telling me that I can't do. But then by the time you get to the end of the song, he's saying, I love it when you count me out. I love it when you count me out. You're fucking it up. But he's talking about himself. You're fucking me up. Like, how fucked up is it that I love it whenever you doubt me? How fucked up is it that instead of looking for, like, positive uh, affirmations mm-hmm. from you or, or motivations or somebody to have my back. Yeah. Uh, I look for those people that are telling me I can't do something and exactly. that's what drives me. And it's like, yeah, the negativity of, of life, like that, that we learn <laughs> to rely on, right. For our motivations or whatever. Like that song is fucking crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is really, really fucking good. Sorry. Well, and you know, and, and I think about like my brother and going back to, my parents, you know, like I said, they tried the best they could, right? Mm-hmm. So my father is my brother's stepfather, right? Okay. <laughs> so I'm the only child between my father and my mother. Um, so growing up, my dad would do, I guess, maybe, maybe, he, maybe he did try positive affirmations, you know, and maybe they didn't work. You know, I don't remember. But I just remember the part where, he would talk to my brother Frank and be like, Oh, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then one day I asked him, I asked my dad, I'm like, Hey, you know, why do you do that? And mind you, you know, Mexican father, I'm not, I didn't ask him ugly, you right. know, I asked him privately and I asked him, I was like, why do you do that? He's like, cause that's the only way he's going to do it. But that's not how he works. You know, cause you gotta think about it. Like my brother and I, we grew up together. You know, so like my brother Victor, he got locked up at a very young age. And so, and Frank and I, we never got along. Okay. So Victor was like the peacemaker. So then mm-hmm. he went to jail. And when he went to jail, Frank and I were forced to get along because my parents were working sometimes seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So then who was, who was always together? Frank and I. Right. So we had to like learn to like each other. And eventually we became close, right? We became each other's, I I became like my brother's caretaker, you know, like obviously he was my caretaker to begin with. And then eventually when he got into the whole depression and he went into um, being suicidal, I was his caretaker. And, you know, and that's why this album hits so close to my heart because I think about my brother and I think about all the stuff that he went through. And never and never feeling understood, never feeling safe, right? And <coughs> so like that, and knowing how he was and how emotional and how loving he was, I knew that that reverse psychology doesn't work on him. Right. It didn't work on him, and it didn't work on him as a grown adult either, you know. But uh, and I and I know some people like they thrive off of that, and they're and and it and it does push them. But right. then others, it, it does nothing for them. Right. Like, they, they require that extra cuddling, you know, the extra, like, 
I'm proud of you. Right, right. And then, you know, when you get these men, and even like women, okay, some women are like that too, but we're on the men topic right now, is that you get these men that are constantly seeking that validation because they feel like they need it. Like, I understand there's some men, they're like, oh, yeah, you can tell me I I can't do it. Watch me prove you wrong. But then you got other men like my brother (coughs) who all he really wanted was just to be loved. That's what it came down to is that he was such a loving person before his death that that's all he wanted was just to be loved and just to be loved unconditionally. That's that's the thing. You know, like they th- there's that saying goes that love um, that men are only loved as far as they can provide. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, only what is say women, children and, and dogs are loved unconditionally and not men. Right. You know, right. and. And I think back to that and it kind of ties the album that, you know, the struggles that he's gone through and um, through his depression and feeling like being weak, like showing emotion is weak. Right. He said it in one of the songs. Yeah. And um, And father time or no father. um, uh, Daddy's daddy issues. That's not the. It's not. It's not the. It's he not, says I that a whole bunch. Father time. Yeah, I think. Father time. Father okay. Time. Yeah, yeah. But and he says daddy issues. I have daddy issues, right? That's what. Yeah. He says over and over in the hook. But I want to yeah. say it is father time though. And um, so then you you think back to that, and 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 I understand like everyone views things differently, and I think because I grew up with two brothers, and since like I was basically raised by my brother Frank, I have uh, uh, appreciation for men than what other women do. So, like, I see it as, I feel like men can be loved unconditionally. You know, because, I mean, I I love my brother unconditionally. You know, despite the troubles that he put me through, I still loved him. I was still there for them, there for him. (coughs) Or even, um, you know, in my past relationships, you know, like, I feel like men deserve unconditional love, too not just women, not just children. And I, and it's sad that some men go through life never truly experiencing that. Right. And you're, it's so, it's so crazy. Cause like you're talking, like you started talking about, uh, the song, what, what was the song? Um, count me out, count, count me, me out. out. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it sent you into this like diatribe about like, like men and him, processing his feelings and then reminding your brother and your father and then men don't feel loved or whatever. And, and you kind of get that, you get that idea from, from Kendrick Lamar Mm -hmm. and man, you go all the way to the end of the album where she's like, I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like that's her, that's him like opening himself up like all the way and like saying, I've dealt with all my issues. Like I've laid them out for you. Like here's me like Mm -hmm. unadulterated, unfiltered, like all the way and all my like all the fucked up things that mm-hmm. I think about myself. Right. Uh, and you showed me love. And then there's that, that one song, the, the one of the best songs is uh mother. I, uh, mother I sober, mother. I sober my yeah, God. That, yeah. yeah. The, the, the last verse, he, man, like I was like all in my feelings over here, like on the couch or whatever. I was like, yo, like what the fuck? Like, hold on. Let me take the headphones out. I got to take a breath real quick. Cause that, that line, whenever he says like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like I, I freed my mother or whatever. And you know, this, he says some line or whatever, but whenever he gets to Whitney, which is his fiance, mm-hmm. uh, he's like, uh, I freed the power of Whitney. May she heal us all. 
And like for what, whatever reason, that just like hit me so hard because he's talking about Whitney. And in that song, he's talking about his sex addiction. Right. Yeah. And how he's cheating on her with like like these people. And whenever he finally came to tell her about it, she said, well, is this an addiction? No, I lied is what he said. No, I lied in that moment. I lied to her and I said no. And then she said and then he he, he was talking about her the pure like her pure heart her pure love mm-hmm. or whatever i could tell she still cared about me and she told me to go to therapy right and then like at the end of the song he's like i freed the power of whitney like i've accepted that now mm-hmm. may she heal us all and he's not saying like i freed whitney she's free to go and like heal other people or she, she, he said may she, heal, she may she heal the world Mm-hmm. And uh, he's not saying like she can go and like actually like talk to everybody in the hell of the world or whatever, but he's saying she gave me this power, and now I've released it to the world. Now I've given it to all of you. So now you know whenever like your loved ones are in need or they're struggling with something or whatever, like love is that power that that they need. They need you to hear them like judgment free. Mm-hmm. They need you to accept them and love them unconditionally. Or whatever, like man, yeah, that Mother I Sober is probably my favorite song, like on the whole album. That's, yeah. I think that's one of his deepest songs on there. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and um, I feel like that's that's one of the things is that for men, especially, that it is very hard for them to be raw, to to come to their loved ones, <clears throat> whether it be a wife, a, a girlfriend, um, your mother, and say like, "This is me." And then laying it all out. That's hard. You know, um, and, and, and I feel like if some men are out there that truly have gone through that and they have laid themselves out and they've been like bare in front of their loved ones and, and they could truly say it like, you know what, this is me in the raw. I applaud them. Because I can tell you right now, I've only met one person like that and that's my brother. And that was, that was him towards me, right? So, like, I saw him raw. Right. But no one else did, necessarily. You know, and no one else that I have known um, have... Now, don't get me wrong, like, there, there's some friendships that I've had, and they're like, you know what, Daisy? You make me feel safe. You make me feel like I can talk to you, and I don't, I don't feel dirty. Like, I don't feel like... I'm going to be judged by you, which is what I love. You know, like you, you said earlier, you're like, you know what, for, but the aura you give out, like I felt like that was a good space for me to give you some type of feedback. Right. And I love that. Like I love when people tell me that because that's that's what I want. I want people to feel comfortable with me and to be honest with me because I, I love straightforward conversations. Mm. I don't like the sugar coating. And then... And, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to find out that you're bullshitting me. Right, <laughs> I'm being really right. honest because I, I pick up on the vibes, you know? So yeah. I'm like, oh, you're lying. Right. <laughs> you know? And so I think that if any men are out there, any men out there that have that significant other, that they truly can be raw with them, appreciate it. Because there's so many other men out there that cannot. Because they feel like, they will be judged or they feel like, oh, well, you know, they're not they're no longer going to love me. They, they, they only love the version of me that I provided. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if they would appreciate me if I were to tell them everything. Like that segment about the addiction, how you came forward to Sandy. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. 
Like, I really, really did. Because I thought to myself, like, wow, like, Andrew was, he felt so safe to be honest about that. And not many people feel safe to come forward and say how they really feel. Uh, did you feel safe? Uh, it was, I will, it was a weird, little weird, but it's more like I wanted to get off my chest. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get off my chest and I wanted to see kind of like where it would go to see if I was safe. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like yeah. it, it wasn't a, it didn't come out as like, am I going to be like, it's just a safe spot, safe space. It was more of like, I want to tell you. Mm-hmm. And then to see the reaction to then see if it's a safe space. But the fact that you had the courage. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was just at the time, like going to church, hearing the pastor say it and just like, like the pastor, like that's the pastor, like the pastor. when you go to church, like the pastors hold, mm-hmm. you know, your home to high regard. And like, man, they're in this position for a reason. Right. But like when I heard him say it, it's just like, yeah, he's in this position for a reason because he's able to come terms with who he is mm-hmm. and like his daily struggles, but still, you know, find that courage to or like he's praying and he's asking for forgiveness on a daily basis because he's still that person. But he just has to hold him at bay mm-hmm. through, you know, through faith. And I'm just like, you know, and same thing I was going through. I was just like, you know, I have to be able to open up to tell my tell Sandy, like, mm-hmm. hey, this is what I deal with. And, you know, if there's a way that, you know, you can help me with it, like, and it just, I just wanted to open up to her and just like, let her know, like, Hey, this is me. Mm-hmm. And like, even though we've been together at that time, it was like 10 years. I'm like, there's some times where like, I feel like you didn't know me because of me. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, this is me opening up so you can know me a hundred percent and love me as the person that I am. And see, and not that many people can do that. Yeah. And and it's back to the album. Like yeah. that's what this is, right? Yeah. And he's like he's opening himself up and he's he's talking about how he by opening himself up, he's talking about how he opened himself up to the people that are close to him, that were mm-hmm. around him, right? And and basically giving like us the example to look at that's like, Oh, this is like somebody who's on top of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's regarded as like the best rapper of this generation. He's put on a pedestal, and he talks about that in the, in the oh, thing what too. Al- like, what song is that? Savior. Yes. He's oh, like, I a, love yeah, that song, uh, man. yeah. And J Cole showed you the way, but he is not your, your savior. savior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he did all that thing, and yeah, that's one of my favorite songs too. Because yeah. the the I, that's the lyrics that I sent you. Oh, yeah, the yeah, ones yeah. the savior or whatever. The the ending lyrics. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? You know, like because uh, I think um, I I. Uh, because he's talking about the the regard that he's held in and the expectation that that he's that that people have of him to be uh you know this person that that can be uh introspective and help people right and do this stuff and he's he's like that's not me yeah. like when it, like the last 5 years I couldn't even get an album out I couldn't even like write it's like I went to the valley of silence like y'all were wondering wh- where I went I went to the valley of silence cuz like I had nothing for y'all. That's not me. I'm not, that's not my role or whatever, mm. you know? And, and now I'm just sharing you again in the album. He says, I chose me in one of the songs. I can't remember which one, but, but he stops like rapping, right? He's not rhyming anything. He's not like, he just says it. And like the beat kind of like goes down or whatever. His voice gets amped up a little bit. And he's like, I chose me. 
and and that's what this album is and it's y'all described it perfectly right at the beginning it's like yeah he's just being like raw and filtered and he's not doing this for radio play he's not doing it for people to like it he yeah. doesn't care if people like it because yeah, i think just like listen to the album like there's nothing that i would feel would get played on the radio Maybe a, a couple like the probably the United with grief. I feel. Nah, I don't think that one too. I think that one's still like too artsy for that the radio. That is way too jazzy you for a radio so? play. Oh, that, that if one, anything, it's the like huh, What was that song? I hate that song. <laughs> I hated that song. It was uh, fuck. That was one of the ones that I did not like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only, the only I, one. I, you know what? I think there wasn't a song that I didn't like on there. There, there wasn't, wasn't one. There song. wasn't one. I, I, the only song that I had to like open up to listen to it again was oh <laughs> I already know you know which one yeah. which one what song? it's uh, the together we cry we cry together oh, yeah yes. we cry together yeah and so when I listened to it was I listened to it once and like halfway I was like nah this ain't it and then I heard someone talking <laughs> about it and they're like man it's a good song so I listened to it a second time I'm like maybe and then I listened to it coming over here with mm-hmm. you know. The intention of right. you know we're gonna talk, yeah, about, we'll talk it. about it, and right. it just like it hit me more as like the song is like almost real life. Like th- those are actual arguments people have, mm-hmm. and those are actual. It's like like generational curses that people run into that you want to get out of, but you fall yourself back into these same arguments with the same like it just right. It felt. Like the whole album just felt like a real like it wasn't even a song. It was just like two people like recorded an argument of two right. random people in, in a parking lot, and like this is what came out. Like right. <laughs> you know, I thought about I thought about uh, Chicken Head. Chicken Head. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought about when I heard that song. I, I skipped over it. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. Like when I was listening to the album, and I was like, and I was at the gym. Yeah. I was at the gym, and I was listening to the album start to finish. Whoa. And I was like. Whoa! <laughs> 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 I had to skip it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, <laughs> I could not work out to this fucking album. I'd be sitting there on the fucking bench, like thinking about life and shit. Like, no, you know, so I, I, I could it, run to this album. I, really? I could work out. I'm, I've worked out to this album. Uh, working out, probably not run 100 percent. Because a lot of times when I'm running, uh, yeah, uh, processing, like, Pro- like yeah, thinking, thinking yeah. processing, like running. Car driving yeah. and running are like my, like we talked about on the, on the episode we haven't put out yet about the, it's just like, it's my me times, like my yeah. wind down, just kind of. See, and when I run, I listen to positive frequencies. Like that's what I listen to. And it's just like sounds. That's it. What's positive frequencies? Positive frequencies? You yeah. never heard of it? Okay, so we're going to play a real, real, real quick clip. Hold on. Just so y'all can get it. Y'all can okay, get it. Yeah. So, I, 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 do you know what it is? Uh, I, so I think like, I've. Run across. This is it. Oh, that's so why I like, figured it'd be like sounds. Yeah, it's just like, like yoga music, right. I guess yeah. you could say. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, you run to that? Yeah, I that's run to pre- that I, while I read. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> <laughs> while I read, <laughs> I listen to this while I read and I run, <laughs> <laughs> and I text. Yeah. <laughs> the other. <laughs> no, <I don't> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your mind is something else if you could do that for real. No. Jesus. <laughs> I have this uh, uh, book holder. And it, uh, it has, it leaves the book open, right? So then I'm there, 
and I have the the book there, and I'm on like a 15 incline, and I'm staying Dang. between. <laughs> <laughs> no handlebar. <laughs> 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 She's like this. <laughs> it's not that high up. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to lose body fat, man. I'm let you know. Focus. So I'm on a 15 incline, and I'm I stay between two to three miles per hour, and so and no handlebar, okay? Because that's the point. People out there, do not hold on to the handlebar. That make that does nothing for you. Don't do it. So I'm there. And I'm listening to the positive frequencies because it keeps me on a certain frequency, like, right? So then I feel good. And then I'm reading. And um, the book I'm on is, like, uh, Master of Prosperity. And so she talks about, like, the universal laws, right? And so I'm just there. And I'm just reading, listening to my music. Climbing this mountain. And climbing this mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Steep hill. (laughs) Get it straight. It's not a mountain, but you can't see the whole thing. <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah, you need your own podcast. Yeah, that's nat- yeah, that good. Touche. Really, really good. So, and then, I, and every so often, I'll take a break, you know, and I'll get on TikTok, and I'm just like, <laughs> 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 and it's funny because, like, I'll I've been like to where I'm running 5.5 miles per hour on TikTok. And so I'm running. I don't run at a 15 incline. I would be lying. I'm at like 10 incline. 10 incline, 5.5 miles per hour. And I'm like, I'm running and I'm on TikTok. I'm like, (laughs) 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 I'm sure people look at me like this crazy bitch. Jesus Christ. You you know what? (laughs) One thing about, I always give kudos to people that can run on a treadmill because I cannot. Yeah, I can't either. I get bored. I'm just like, incline. <laughs> you have to entertain yourself. Yeah, okay. probably. Sorry, I got y'all track. Go back to the album. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Uh, what, what else? We're all about yeah. tangents. Yeah, it's part of the show. Did you not hear these fucking episodes? <laughs> yes. Fucking bad? That's, why, yeah. that's why I'm trying to reel us back. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other like songs or uh, that you guys like? I think this, the second song was in '95. That was a really good one. It's probably one of the most radio playable songs too, because it actually has like a beat to it, and like he can, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like "All Right" from T Pab to Pimple Butterfly, one of his other albums. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, "All Right" was the only song that got like radio play because the rest of that album is like super, like alternative jazzy. Like mm-hmm. there's like a lot of different sounds that people just aren't really. I think that's what I liked about the, uh, the is it Grief Nation? Was that the first song? No, no United with Grief. Yeah, United, United with Grief. That's, yeah. that's why I like. I, I kind of like the the jazz kind of. Right. Yeah, I, I really like that one. Um, Crown and Purple pr- Purple Hearts. Purple Hearts was really good. Ghostface killed his verse. And then Worldwide Steppers. I I I, at first I wasn't like a huge fan of it, but then the second time I heard it, I was like, okay, I like this song, because I, I liked. I basically liked every song, but but the one. that that they're, um, they're arguing. arguing. Let's do it again. Open, I, open mind. Well, so I did. So then, um, well, today when I was out and about, I was listening to the album again, right? Because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I need to be prepared for the podcast. You know, studious bitch. So then, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm listening to it, right? <laughs> Don't do A+. Plus. And um, I started listening to that song again, you know? Make that a cut. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be on her. No, 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 a cut, a cut, yeah, a cut like the the cut before the start of the episode. (laughs) Studious bitch. 
<laughs> it's gonna be in quote like in quotes on, on the uh, thumbnail. Studious <laughs> bitch. So then I'm listening to the song and I was like, you know what? Now I know why I couldn't listen to it. It's so triggering for me. The argument and the fact that she's saying to him like, I did everything. Like I loved you. I loved you for you. And it still was not enough. And he's gaslighting her like, oh, I didn't even like that, blah, blah, blah. And that is why I couldn't do it because it just triggered me. Super interesting because like, oh, man, that's really interesting because like, like I've been in that, that me and Dari have been together for since 2010. Mm-hmm. And we've had that I can remember two arguments that started to go down this path. One, we were both really, really drunk. So, you know, that was going to go that way. And then the other ones got stopped right before. But, but uh, like, in both of those situations, I was able to, like, relate to the song through those situations. Mm-hmm. And in my head, like, you know, it's like, I, I didn't think, you know, like, oh, I'm, I might have been gaslighting her. Like, you know, at some point in those 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 arguments and so like to hear you from the other perspective because like he's saying stuff and then i hear her and i'm like yeah you're probably right Mm -hmm. but like i also understand him Mm -hmm. and you're i understand her right Mm -hmm. in this situation or whatever (laughs) good Uh, okay uh yeah so then i think back to um because i'm gonna let you know that is like one of my biggest pet peeves and it's gaslighting Mm-hmm. And what's and gaslighting? So gaslighting would be like, for example, oh. let's say uh, you have a mark. Is that a hickey? No, I hit myself. No, that's a hickey. Yeah. Nope. You're crazy. I fucking hit myself. There you go there, again. That, that's what gaslighting is right there. You're crazy. Like yeah. you're like you they you try to turn it around on the other mm-hmm. person or whatever. Okay, okay. You make it their fault. You make it their problem. Yeah. Right. Right. It just it's manipulating you mm-hmm. into like you know this mind state where it's like. Oh, like I'm fucked up. Like it's my fault. Like I did something. I. It's always, so like, uh, yeah. And, and gaslighting goes always, right? And so, uh, one of the another from Savior, the song Savior. Mm-hmm. He there's a like right before that in the valley of you know being alone in the valley of silence or whatever. Uh, he he says a little line like there's that whole little verse, but it was in that part that I sent you, where he <laughs> says, uh, manipulation such a required taste, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Oh, what the fuck? Like he's like, I'm rubbing elbows with the people. That was for the people. Manipulation, such a required taste. And it's like, like what he's saying there is like, because you know he's making a play on acquired taste, right? Manipulation isn't an acquired taste, though. It's a required taste. Like you have to have it because everybody, everybody's manipulative. And if you don't have that, like, and that's what he's saying, like in this album, is like I'm letting go of of my required the manipulation that I thought I was that was required of me. Like, I thought I was supposed to manipulate all of y'all into liking my music, mm-hmm. into accepting me and putting me on this pedestal and then making me a savior for all of y'all. But I just let the world manipulate me into that mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, I'm letting go of that required taste. Like, And he says it with like a disgust, like in his voice, where it's like manipulation is such a required taste. And it's like, yeah, I'm fucking with that song like super <laughs> hard. Like that whole third verse, man, I was like, oh, man. You know, again, I had to like sit up and like take a breath. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I guess that's where we'll leave it then and, and move on. But I have a question, though. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like this would be his last album? No, I, I think he set it up to not be like his last album. I think I think this was the album where he's like, 
hey, just so y'all know, like this was his album to like cleanse himself of like and break the silence, right? All the all the required taste, like all these things that that he was hiding from people or whatever. Yeah. Like this is my breakaway from y'all and all the people who don't like it, who don't like me for that. And there's so much more, like the Kodak thing. I, I don't know if y'all know like who Kodak Black is yeah, or what, I know who Kodak Black what he was in trouble for or but whatever. What was he trying for, trouble for? Uh, I'm not sure if it was like convicted, but he was uh, charged with rape um, and he had Kodak Black on the album. But the, there's a message there that he's trying to get across is like, uh, you know, back to like cancel culture, which is all weird or whatever. Yeah. But but on his side, he's like <laughs> back to uh, again. He was talking about how he's cheating on his wife and he's like, I'm fucking white bitches and this and that, whatever. And and that song, that song is like. She asked the, the the fiance again. Asked him, was like, "Is there is this a sex addiction? Like, what's going on here?" He's like, "No, I think I'm racist. Like, I think this is payback. Yeah. Like, you know, I think." And yeah. it's like, "Oh man," and he's like, "Being again, he's just opening up himself up all the way, being vulnerable." Yeah, but not I last album. He he come back with another one. I think so. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Oh, what y'all think about um, another song that hit me super super hard is. Uh, uh, Fuck Auntie Diary, Auntie Diary, Auntie's Diary. I cannot remember that one. I don't remember that song. Holy <laughs> shit! I don't think I, I, I don't, don't know why. I, can, I don't remember the song. And I was listen, listening to the, the fucking B B plus now. <laughs> <laughs> Demoted myself. Holy shit! This is a so uh, my experience with this album. I get because I didn't say it, but like in the first in the beginning, the first half of the album, with Kendrick, you never know what to expect. And it was very all over the place, like sonically or whatever. And like, I, I wasn't really understanding like where he was going with, with all this yet. And then once the second half of the album kicks off or whatever, and you hit like, you know, savior, then you hit auntie's diaries, mother, uh, I sober and, and, uh, Mr. Morale. That's whenever I was like, Oh, this album was like fucking crazy. What the hell? And I went back and listened to it again. And I was like, Oh, like everything just kind of like clicked into place now for me. But that song is basically talking about his transgender aunt and how his uh, aunt was, or his uncle, I guess, was a uh, a big part of his life, like a huge part of his life. And, like, he learned so much from his uncle or whatever. And the purpose of him calling is, like, my auntie is a man now or whatever. He's talking about the, the stories that he used to have of, like, growing up with his aunt that used to dress you know, uh, I guess like a, like a man mm-hmm. and wore baggy clothes and cap bag and did a whole bunch of man shit and got bitches. And, you know, like was was all it was well, all these women or whatever and how all the other guys in the family were jealous of of her and, you know, like just all this stuff or whatever. Yeah. And then how he used to say the F slur like all the time, you know, yeah, you, man, y'all don't remember this fucking song. Well, and, I remember and then, now. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then he's talking about how like uh <laughs> Later on, he his uh, cousin turned, you know, went transgender the other way. Is like, you know, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, he's a woman now or whatever. And then he talks about that story and how, like, one of the biggest lines in the, in the whole song to me was like, uh, "I chose humanity over uh, over uh, doctrine or religion or something like that." And, you know, I chose humanity. Does that if I, you know, basically yeah. saying like, like, am I not supposed to do that but when i did do that like our family relationship like everybody was like it brought so much peace to us because i accepted 
my cousin for who they were. Yeah. And, you know, and I chose humanity instead of like what y'all were trying to push onto us or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like that song was like fucking like it just blowing my mind. Like, you know, just me thinking about like, like I don't have any transgender people in my family or whatever, but like I know a lot of like gay people and a lot of people that, yeah. you know, like are again, just different. Yeah. Right. And how they get like, uh, people who are different get, uh, what do you call it? Pushed out of society. Like you're not on the in group anymore yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so like that song was like, it just hit me like on a really, really big level too. But yeah, if I don't remember, gotta go it, back I to guess it. it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely got to go back to it. Um, <coughs> also, yeah. I was in the car with like, you know, Sandy gotcha. and a baby. Gotcha. So I was trying to, you know, drive, listen, Pay attention. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, have you heard any other Kendrick albums? You seem to be like a pretty. Yeah. Um, so I used to be real mainstream. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until probably like three years ago. Because I, I don't listen to radio. Mm-hmm. I, I only listen to radio whenever my. No, my phone's never dead. So whenever my AirPods are dead. Because right now I'm driving my brother's Jeep, so then I can't plug in my phone in there, you know? Mm. Um, so I'll listen to my AirPods. So I, I hate the radio. I really do. But um, Same. So I... I don't but even before, know what plays on the radio anymore. Yeah. But before I, I um, got off the radio, I would only listen to mainstream music. Now it's more of a recommendations. So like I'll tell my friends, I'm like, hey, recommend somebody to me. So like Benny the Butcher, I love him. I like listening to his, his music, you know? Hell yeah. Um, who's another person that I can think of on top of my head? Cocaine rep. Let's go. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's somebody else. Oh, man. He had an, he had a song out with J. Cole. And uh, that one, that one I love very much. So it's just recommendations. Gotcha. So I, I can't necessarily, I, I remember Swimming Pools. But I can't think of any other songs on top of my head. Gotcha, I can't gotcha. But it's been a while, though. That, that love song? He had one says love or something? With Eminem? No. What love song? I don't know. I could be totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> scratch, <laughs> scratch that. <laughs> I don't know why I scratch thought about it. Beyonce when you said love song. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send you some Kendrick stuff or whatever that's like more along the line of this. Because he's been doing this for a long time. Uh, yeah, send more. But I yeah, guess. Yeah, you hear a song called Love. With Eminem, no. Oh, yeah, love featuring. Zachary. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, damn, it's because that's my least favorite Kendrick album. Let's see, I knew. 2017, <laughs> yeah, five years ago. I knew, I knew that song. Uh, <laughs> it was on the radio. Did they play? I was about to say, did they play that they on the radio? radio? Yeah, yeah. Damn is my least favorite. That, that's what I was about to do. So for the, any Kendrick fans out there, any music fans or whatever. Um, that may or may not be interested in my ranking of Kendrick albums. This one goes right smack dab in the middle, and it's really, really close to moving into the second place spot. So it's Section 80, which is his first uh, album, uh, Good Kid, Mad City, uh, this album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, then To Pimp a Butterfly, and all the way at the bottom is Damn. I, I hate Damn. Dang, I, I really so don't. Other, I don't hate it. I just don't. It's man. I just it was really underwhelming. So those for other me. two albums must be great because you'd rank this one in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Um, Good Kid, Mad City is probably his most uh, 
renowned album. Like most people are like would regard that like most hip hop heads would regard that as his best album. Yeah. But Section Eighty has like songs on there that like touch like like how this album mm-hmm. touches you. Like Section Eighty has some songs on there that like really really get to me or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I might have to listen to that that album. 